1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. Some get stressed out preparing for guests over the holidays. Not Marcus Theaters. They can't wait to welcome you back to Marcus Theaters. Get tickets now to see Eternals and Clifford the Big Red Dog at MarcusTheaters.com. Time to talk music news with our music expert, Gary Graff. Good morning, Gary. How are you? All right. How are you guys today? Uh, okay. Well, uh, we're talking snow today. Yeah, we're, we're talking about that over here, too. But, not you know, today, but it's uh, November. Not during the weekend. It's not, it's not what we would call snow. No. I mean, it's white, and it'll, it'll maybe stick to the grass, but that's not snow. There is a lot of big music news this week, Gary. Always is. Uh, oh. Let's start out with the, let's start out with, let's get through this, the Travis Scott thing. Yeah. I mean, this is obviously the Astro World tragedy. I mean, there's no no other way to to call it now. Now the death toll is up to nine, uh, with a young woman who passed away yesterday, and there's just going to be a lot of unpacking of this. It's basically a confluence of many things that went wrong that that weren't set up to go right in the first place, and then that went wrong, including the tinder the tinderbox of your headline performer. In Travis Scott, you know, a guy who is known to incite. And was this just a matter of time before this happened somewhere, and it just happened in Houston? Possibly. You know, that's 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 certainly a, a valid way to look at it. I mean, the question, you know, the question was always: Is this guy ever going to learn his lesson after having to plead guilty to a couple of incidents of of inciting an audience? Is he is he ever going to learn to just chill and and to, you know, be a little bit responsible as a performer, and you know, to date he hasn't, and and this is part of what happened. I mean, there's there's going to be, and again, as we unpack this, there's going to be a lot of, you know, revelations about what wasn't done right, what wasn't set up right, and you know, all the right questions are being asked from the, you know, the admissions to why wasn't the show stopped. You know, why wasn't there a mechanism in place to deal with an emergency situation? You know, or, or at least a good enough, uh, you know, plan put in place to deal with that kind of situation. We just come out of a, uh, uh, you know, an era where social distancing and, you know, <laughs> crowd pods and, you know, concerts yeah. were, were, you were watching happening. them from your own little yeah. platform. Your own little risers, right, that they set up in, right. uh, over in Europe. Yeah. Right. Did we yeah. forget how to be a crowd? Maybe, you know, that, that's, been, that's been put out there as well, and that's been part of the discussion that in our return to, you know, to the live music experience or the live sports experience, for that matter, we, you know, we're rusty. But I, I don't know that I buy that. I've certainly been to plenty of concerts, you know, granted, they're not festivals, but concerts where everything goes as they always have. The vast majority of festivals still go as they should. You know, for every one Astro World, there's probably a dozen or more other festivals where nothing like this happens. You know, maybe even more than a dozen. Well, so, first they have to sort out who's responsible. Is it uh, Live Nation? Is it security? Was yeah, the, right. It was was, the, were, yeah. was was it uh, understaffed by security and police? Is it Travis Scott? You know, yeah. is it it's, all of them? It's going to be right. I think it's in the end. It, it becomes about all of the above. You know, each each domino did something wrong or wasn't prepared enough that caused it to topple and then topple everything else. 
Yeah, there's there's uh, we're well, I know we're above 50 lawsuits on it now. That'll be part of the investigative process as well as any other investigations that are being done of it. So we're not going to be done with this story for for a good long time. Well, when does he become unbookable? When you know he's pretty close to it now. That's I mean, what I mean. He, he obviously had to drop out of a festival in Vegas uh, this weekend, and I think you're going to see you're going to see a lot a lot more dates get pulled. I mean, somebody you know, if you're booking him into your arena or your amphitheater, you might feel a little more secure than a festival promoter would. You know, because you're bricks and mortar, you have your established security procedures and your protocols and it's easier to contain and control than it is in a big festival ground but but even then you know anybody's any promoter or any venues insurance carrier is going to look at them and say really you're booking that guy here's what it's going to cost you to have that show right above and beyond what you're already paying well plus if you're a pick a town where they have a music festival let's say it's uh it could be anywhere 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 usa Uh, does the permits have to be issued for right. these things to go on? And can the city hold up a permit on Absolutely. something like that? Absolutely, without question. So yeah, you know he is he is pretty close to unbookable. You know, right right now, and I think it'll get it'll get worse before it gets better. All right, what about the side of the story where uh, people are saying he wanted this to happen? Oh boy, you hope not. He that that this was I mean, good. He, yeah, that he wanted he, this to happen. He encouraged this sort of thing at his shows. <sighs> You know, he likes the mayhem. Right. You know, but I I can't fathom anybody who would want people to die at one of their shows. I really can't. You know, but I think I think what happens is each time you get away with it, you know, even if you're slapped with a misdemeanor or something, and even if you have to pay out something, each time you get away with it, you, you feel more and more emboldened. And, oh, okay, I can, I can get away with this and... It's going to work out fine, and everyone's going to talk, walk away talking about how crazy that was, but crazy in a good way. And here's the point you finally get to where, no, you caught up to you, and it bit, it bit you in the butt. Yeah, because, like I said, a, there are people who it was a matter of time, and then there are other people saying he wanted this to happen. He isn't, you know, this is this is exactly what he was hoping for. I, I don't think he he or anybody wants people to die at one of their shows. I I can't imagine that would be the case with anybody the mayhem yeah but but this no you know this is obviously unconscionable but at the same time this is you know you could you could just completely tailspin your career with something like this and i I don't i really would be surprised if that was something he even unconsciously was trying to do when did the crowd surge thing start happening i mean we had Girls fainting over yeah, Frank Sinatra, Frank the Sinatra. Beatles, and Elvis, yeah. but no one was ever trampled, right? Uh, well, the who? Right. Now, the crowd well. surge thing started to happen during the, well, even even in the 50s, you know, there were rock shows that had that kind of behavior. The 60s, certainly, you know, there was, uh, you, read, you read about it, especially, you know, Grateful Dead tours, Led Zeppelin tours, Rolling Stones tours, the violence that was occurring at some of those shows. Altamont comes to mind? Well, mm-hmm. of course, yeah. But even in the day-to-day regular arena, you know, Rolling Stones play, you know, pick your arena. Uh, for a long time, they had they had violence issues and, in fact, had trouble uh, getting permits to play different cities on their tours. And this, we're talking back in the late 60s, early and mid-70s. Yeah, so, maybe so it was the been, 60s it, where it flipped, but... 
I don't know. It's been a thing, but, you know, people dying like this and mass casualties like this are kind of few and far between. Well, I read where they had a field hospital set up outside. Oh, yeah, they, they had to. Well, it had to be set up. Some sort of medical facility, temporary medical facility, has to be set up for a festival like that anyway. Uh, it just unfortunately becomes a trauma unit, you know, rather than a field hospital. All right, let's talk about something else. Uh, I guess this is more pleasant. Brittany, looks like she will be on her own as of this afternoon, right? Well, today is the day. They are in court in Los Angeles today. The Her attorney will ask for an end to the conservatorship. Her father, the conservator in suspension, uh, has asked for the conservatorship to, to be ended. And all indications are, certainly all hopes are, it will be. The one thing the judge could do is look at this and say, you know what, we've been moving in a very positive direction here. I'm not ready to end the conservatorship yet. Here's the temporary situation oh. we're going to do. And let's, <laughs> no. let's come back in no. six, six months, you know, nine months, a year. That's one potential outcome. Of course, another outcome is judge says, fine, everybody wants it to end. You've shown right. me evidence it can end. It's over. And I know no what more. the Hallmark movie would be named for this, too. Free what? for the Holidays. There you go. <laughs> have, to put that, have to put that into quick production, though, if it isn't already. Hallmark um, knows how to get a movie made, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They do. A couple of uh, small developments happened you know, with, in, in wor- Britney World over the weekend. You know, she, of course, has posted some messages, one that she's praying like she never has for anything be- before in front of today's court hearing. Also, she's bought her wedding dress. She's modeled it uh, on her social media. Um, Brittany's former lawyer, uh, TriStar Sports, you know, and sorry, TriStar Sports and Entertainment Group, is fighting her attorneys a bid to get all her financial records for the past 13 years. They're saying, look, we've, we've done our due diligence. No, we did not put um, surveillance device in her home or her bedroom, uh, we have we have given her monthly updates on her finances. We've done our part. Leave leave us the you know what out of this. So we'll see how that flies in court today. And finally, um, Lance Bass of InSync learned this week, or at least fairly recently, that he's a distant cousin of Britney Spears. He he is her second cousin. They never dated, did they? Uh, they never dated. <laughs> He is her sixth cousin, once removed. Don't ask me how that works out or who's related to who. But, you know, he did say, you know, for all these years he thought she was her, his little sister. Now it turns out the whole time she's his little cousin. And it means a lot to him. He says Brittany's like family to him. You know, and they did. And Sync took Brittany out on her first big tour. So they've been, they have been, you know, of course, Justin Timberlake being her boyfriend for a few years you know so there's there is a tight relationship there and now even apparently by blood how do they find that out ancestry what that's, the, he, that's didn't like, say, he didn't say how, if it was ancestry or just talking to relatives or whatever looking at old pictures of six, family reunions six cousin right. means you have to go back like six generations is something it six? like I that I, I don't you know i always get confused in the number the number order and also the removed order so you know i know what that means but Right. It's still a little hard to figure out after six generations, aren't you just a cousin? Right.
right. Yeah. And you know, the you are technically, so whatever. If it makes if it makes them happy, great, they're cousins. Hey, do I need to set up my D V R for Sunday night in Adele? Absolutely. Eight thirty, excuse me, seven thirty. Sunday night, CBS, Adele in concert and also in conversation with Oprah Winfrey. And this is in front of the new album Thirty that's coming out a week from today. She just did a new interview with Rolling Stone. Uh, to talk about it, so it's all it's all getting out there, and you know, each time since her first album, each time Adele has released an album, it's been a massive sensation. I don't see any reason why this is going to be any different. You know, straight to number one. You know, selling hundreds of thousands of millions of copies right out of the box. Apparently, she tied up all the vinyl pressing factories. For the past oh, few months, yeah. really excellent, yeah, yeah. good vinyl. She's putting it out on vinyl. Oh, absolutely, that a girl. yeah. That a so you can uh, you, you can get your Adele on vinyl, and uh, I you know I'm I'm most excited about the concert part of this on Sunday because she is a great you know she really is a great singer, great live singer, and a, and a, and a good performer. So I'm, I'm more excited about that maybe than the than the chat. But who knows, you know. The one, the one difference between the British divas and the American divas is the British divas will just pop off the top of their head. I mean, they don't have the same type of tight filter that you get from a Beyonce or a Taylor Swift or, or some, some of our divas on this side of the pond. Uh, so hopefully, even though she lives in Los Angeles for a few years now, there's still plenty of, of British in Adele, and we'll get some gems out of this interview. Speaking of your interviews and your divas on this side of the pond, do you know about this Madonna deal where <laughs> she has an interview show, only it's different guests come in and inter- interview her every right. week? Right, yeah, this is online. And, yeah, basically, it's basically, you know, get get the gift of conversing with Madonna. And, but, you know, because she's Madonna, it, it has a substantial audience, so... If you're putting out a new album or you have a new TV show or movie coming out, why wouldn't you want to get in front of that many eyeballs? She may not move the needle as much as she did 20, 30 years ago, but she still moves the needle, right? She moves the needle a little bit. She a little bit, okay. She's well, still very entertaining. She doesn't make our jaws drop, but she makes our eyebrows raise a little. Well, if you got a book or an album coming out, presumably you'd want to talk about it if you're going to interview Madonna. <laughs> yeah, but if you're if you're, if you're you're smart enough or if your handlers are smart enough, you'll well, figure you'll figure. If I have a new book coming out, conversational jujitsu there. If I have a new book coming out and I'm interviewing Madonna, you know, I'm the guest interviewer for the Madonna show. Uh-huh. I say to Madonna, "Have you read my have you new read my book? book? Okay. Have you heard my new album? All right, well, you there you go. Sure. Yeah, right. Have you watched my show? Have you listened to sure. my new album? Uh, last week on my way in to do this Friday morning program, I had heard that uh, ABBA had released their new album, and Rolling Stone had said. According to this report, worth waiting for. You said, no, it's not. No, it wasn't. Uh, this morning I heard that uh, T. Swift had re-released Red. Right. Uh, and there are some duets, some new, some twists on the album. And Rolling Stone again has said, thumbs up. We like it. Have you heard it? I have not yet. It's supposed to come today. You know, they keep it under. I wasn't going to stay up till midnight till it started streaming and then spend another hour and a half. Um, you know, listening to it and deciding what I thought about it. So I'll I'll get a listen to it today. Um, But I think, you know, the couple of things she leaked early from it sounded good. It was a good album when it came out, and I suspect it's just as good now, and some of the things she's added to it are certainly intriguing. What's, uh, 
what's the Foo Fighters horror film film about space aliens? Because you know Foo Fighters, it's right. Yeah, it's no, Frankenstein. It, it is, it's not. A, no, it's not about any of that. Uh-huh. It is about a band going into a you know that rents a haunted man a, a haunted mansion in, in Encino, oddly, just like they did for their most recent album. And then, you know, what happens there, according to Dave Grohl, this movie uh, called Studio 666 is high on the gore. <laughs> yeah, apparently there's going to be a lot of blood, a lot of guts, but, but in that kind of fun, over-the-top way. What are they doing stepping into Rob Zombie's turf here with the horror you know, movie? It's a big turf. It's a big turf. I think this is going to be more of a comic horror movie than a, you know, than a mm-hmm. Rob Zombie a type of horror movie. Uh, we'll find out for ourselves February 25th. It comes out. It's going to open in more than 2,000 theaters. And so it'll be a big, like, mainstream uh, release, and it'll feature some Foo Fighters music, and all the guys are in it. Uh, they're all executive producers, in fact. And sounds like they had fun doing it, and they're hoping we'll have fun watching it. Wouldn't they uh, pre-Halloween release be right. better on that deal? I mean, they've already Instead missed Halloween, after. now they're missing Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I think you do something like this. Do it, do it when it's ready. Okay. You know, if, they, if you notice, the Foo Fighters do... The Foo Fighters are very smart about never getting too far out of our eyesight or earshot. All right. Well, I, I think mean, they do a good job of not taking the, uh, themselves too seriously either. Oh, absolutely. Either. So I think this is going to be... I mean, I think this is going to be a great goof. I'm sure the acting's terrible, uh, <laughs> but but I'm also sure the acting is supposed to be terrible. Sure, uh, John Lennon documentary. What am I going to learn in this thing? Well, we're, we're going to find out. It's called Borrowed Time, John Lennon, and it's being directed by Alan G. Parker, who's an author, uh, also a filmmaker. And the tagline on the poster is "The legend you thought you knew, think again." But that's all we know. Um, you know, it's a good it's a good tagline. It may be okay. We've thought again, and we don't know anything that we didn't know before before we saw this movie. But uh, it's gonna it's gonna be out sometime in 2022, and we'll see we'll see what transpires. All right, where do you want to finish this week, Gary? Uh, we should we should make note of the passing yesterday of Graham Edge, founding member of the Moody Blues. He was the drummer, uh, wrote wrote a few songs. Very nice guy. Um, you know, he was kind of a laid-back, you know, modest. But if you if you listen to their records, you know, drums were important, and he was a he was a very good drummer. Uh, he did contribute to the songwriting and to the overall spirit of the band. So he passed away uh, yesterday at the age of eighty. All right, all right. Then well, we'll then we'll finish there. Okay, you have a good weekend. Dress warm. Get the winter coats out. Are the Lions playing this weekend? Yeah, the Lions get to uh... playing. Playing's a loose word, but uh, <laughs> they they do they will really? be a, they will be attending a football game in my hometown of Pittsburgh. Right, they're <laughs> playing the Steelers. I have a friend who said this is their first win of the season that the Steelers are going to not show up for this game. I don't know why he says uh, that, but that's yeah, his that's not. Uh, he obviously, you know, with respect, he obviously does not know the Steelers. <laughs> they or, show, they or show the up. Lions. They show up for everything. They don't always show up well. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know you you are not going to get uh, half cocked effort out of the out of the Steelers any week and certainly not this Sunday at, especially at home. But you're not conflicted in any way. I am not. Okay. Yeah. You know, sorry to my Detroit brethren here. No, but... you're not. You're not sorry at all. <laughs> I'm you well, you know. Okay, I'm not. Hey, no, there's there. a radio station oh, in hey. town last week in Detroit that had a because the Lions weren't playing. 
It was a Lions can't lose and neither can you ticket giveaway weekend. I, I heard about that. Yeah. But yeah. Well, and, you know, of course, there were all the jokes last week that, you know, the bye was favored by 12. So. <laughs> Boom. There you go. Yeah, this is what happened. Yeah. This is what happens when you're in a, uh, in a city where the team hasn't won yet. All right, Gary, we got to run. All right. Have a good week. Talk to you next week. Yeah. Gary Graff, our music expert.